welcome back to DM Mastics, the gym for dungeon masters to work out their minds. I am one of your hosts, DM Celeste, aka Sea Witch. And I'm your other host, DM Neil, aka Jote Maniac. Ah, ah, ah. Two hosts. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, wow. We're starting our plot tonight. Love yeah, that's good. Love that. Uh, okay, so um, I. Yeah, we'll Please explain on. that. Yeah, before <laughs> we. <laughs> so. We were inspired by episode 213 of the Dungeon Master's Block, which was focusing on vampire lords and had um, the the wonderful Matthew Lillard, yes. uh, who is an absolute treat to have on every time yes. uh, because he has cross-interviewed us one time. Uh, he showed up late because he was literally giving blood. Um, Whoa, and, and he weird wandered vampire. Around. Weird. He moved to different parts of his house because he knew his kids could hear who are in the, the Dungeon Master's like, the game that he's dungeon mastering. Oh so he's like, wait, I gotta move because they'll hear me. So it's an absolute treat every time. Delightful chaos um, magician. <laughs> yes. And that inspired the wonderfully titled um in to uh. Celeste's ultimate joy, uh. Thanks for the Memories. <sighs> that one did make me smile a little bit, uh, but it is still pretty cringeworthy, Neil. So Oh, very. Yeah, yeah. Very much so. So what did what did we have? Yeah, I did really like this one because we kept it really simple. There really wasn't a question or anything. We just had a bunch of really awesome pictures of people that could be vampires, people that had vampire vibes, and then we asked folks to like just kind of give a description, like who are who are these vampires? Uh so there's some really cool pictures here. I don't know where you get all this art, Neil, but it's pretty great. So I always go to art station because mm-hmm. at one point I was using art and not easily able to attribute it because if right. you're just using Google, one of the big things is like, you don't really know who did it. Yeah. So yeah. it's super hard. So I exclusively use art station and I like and follow everything. And so art station is pretty aware of what I'd like to see. Yeah. Heck yeah. No, this, this stuff is really great. Yeah. So we had a bunch of, a bunch of posts in the forums. Did you have one you liked? I, I have two. So just in case you. You also, I like the one from Zim the Goblin and from Letter Lost. Yes. So I'll let you choose Letter Lost then because I had chosen Zim the Goblin. Okay. Okay. It's very cool. <laughs> Zim the Goblin chose image number one, which looks, I mean, I feel like the easiest description is like a vampire gambit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, from the X-Men. Yes. And named them Lord Chance the Gambler. Yes. Um, I just feel like they would have a sweet soundtrack. Heck yeah. uh, like going on behind them the entire time but um yeah so again we i feel like this vampire could be a villain in fallout new vegas like absolutely <laughs> yes absolutely so basically they they were down on their luck and they lost a game of chance to a goblin no less um I assume that that goblin was Zim the goblin because that's the wonderful yep. Fordham user that brought us this post and the profile picture is a very cute sketch of a goblin. <laughs> it is. And so basically they were put out on the streets because they were down on their luck and they became vampire food themselves, ultimately becoming Lord Chance the Gambler um, when gambling everything because oh, that's such a weird, fun thing to do with a vampire lord instead <laughs> of having them be that really overt threat of just willing to chance and gamble everything. 
I love too the idea of like a luck vampire, which is something that Zim mentioned in here. Like they steal people's luck. And it's like, is that something they feed off of? Is this like a new kind of vampire? Because we've heard of like psychic vampires that feed off of emotions or, you know, you have your normal blood vampires, but a luck vampire, like that would be very cool. And I feel like potentially such a fun twist on the normal vampire trope. Yeah, definitely. What we do in the shadows, um, if you haven't seen that, certainly check that out. Oh, yes. It's given rise to a lot of other things that you could um, potentially draw forth from someone. I just started watching. I'm, I'm almost done with season one. I think yes. of that. And just, oh my okay. God, the Vampire Council. Oh, just brilliant. Yes. 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 This is Tilda. So good. Yeah. So <laughs> well done, Zim. Um, well, done. well done. Well done. Yeah. That leads us to yours. What, which one from the forms would you like to highlight? So I wanted to hire or highlight. Oops, uh, highlight one a post from Letter Lost. Uh, Letter Lost, you just kill it. You slay me. I know I pick a lot of your posts, but they're just so good, buddy. Uh, so I they what I really liked about this is that they started with a story as the description and I was reading it and I was like, what is this? What's going on? And it's this whole story about an adventuring party, you know, that goes into a tomb and there's this like high level lich or whatever. And the lich when that starts fighting raises a bunch of zombies, skeletons are all around them. And the party slays the lich and they go away, you know, blast through all these tiny little minion skeletons. But one of these skeletons survives this fight one of the the little tiny minion ones and so long after the heroes leave and the lich is dead this skeleton zombie being is just like ah i'm going to get my revenge like and so they have been working up that one little minion over time has been growing and like feeding on other people and just growing and growing in power to one day come back and make these adventurers pay for for what they did destroying their like lich master i just thought that was so cool and what a story what an arc uh so yeah this is one of the one of the piles of ash from those ruins servants uh that is reformed into uh nicole nonfuse uh which is also just a a very cool name so i i just love that i thought that story and that arc Love that arc for this character. <laughs> That's so interesting, especially to, especially how it makes me think of the trope where the villain finally rises before the party, yeah. and it's like you've done all these terrible things, and I'm back. And they're like, "Who?" And we're like, "Who are you?" <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Who does it? Does anyone know this I'm guy? The I don't know. Skeleton that you left behind. <laughs> yeah. I was there. I was the guy whose village you burned when you <laughs> raided the tavern, oh, you know. That's uh, good. It's good. That's good stuff. That's oh. good. Yeah. Well done, Letter yeah. Lost. So that was fantastic. Yes. I love the idea, too, of, like, going with the vampire concept. Like, the whole thing. They created this creature, yeah. right? It was it was their fault that it is now preying on all these people, and they have to stop yeah. it. Because if, if left awesome. well enough alone, nothing would have happened. Nothing would have come of nope. it. Nope. Nothing would come of it. You did this. <laughs> you did it. Speaking of that, what that means you and I should lift the mental weights right now. Lifting weights is what I do. Look at me. Lift these weights. Yes. Oh my gosh. There's so many good arts. I'm not even sure which one to pick. 
I I think I like the the bottom two. I like the one that's this lich attached to a giant potion bottle with tubes, and then there's one that's cool Batman. There's <laughs> vampire so Batman. Yeah, I know he's got so many cool earrings. Perfect. Okay, so I agree. I say we choose terrifying orb person. Yeah, this is, yeah, they're also, like, maybe floating in the sky because there are bats around them and they've got a big cloak and there's a lot going on here. Whoa. Okay, so yeah, like we were saying, attached to this guy's back, there appear to be these tubes. They're kind of like science fantasy feeling tubes. And so floating behind him, it looks like a giant potion bottle, easily, like, three or four times his body size. It has like some candles on it and it's just floating behind him and they're attached. And my thought is clearly full of blood. Like there's no nothing yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, there's red. It's red as heck in there. That is just full of blood. But it's attached to him. So I wonder, does he put the blood in to feed himself or is it draining blood from him? Well, I, I would I would see it as a storage of power one way or the other. And it, it would yeah. be interesting to see, yeah, which direction that I would assume. Because that that looks stoppered like that looks locked down like it's not really just a stopper. It looks like that's some a metal cap on there. So I would assume this thing is pulling blood out of him. I, I want to say it could go either direction depending on the need. Like they're Ooh, su- like yeah. such a high level vampiric lord that they're having to have yeah. blood drained from them they could then of course be given to lesser minions or if someone were to attack their homestead or whatever their castle their lair they could leverage that to do unspeakable power <gasps> Ooh, or what if this is some kind of weird like he's not quite undead but it's transfusing the blood constantly to like keep this body in a state of of animation so the blood has to move in and out just to to keep this thing alive cuz i mean this seems like a pretty big weakness having a big thing with tubes like floating behind you it's giant i mean you can't do normal vampire sneaky stuff yeah. right with this so so yeah there's it's an ecmo machine or like dialysis or i mean like yeah, you know, science and magic. The, the only difference between science and magic, blah blah blah. But the yeah, just the idea that like it sustains them to like keep this edge between life and death. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Okay. So we got to pick a name. Um, I mean, this this cat is intense. You getting a name generator? Yep. You doing it? I can hear the typing. <laughs> From the Pioneer Woman? That's my number one Google response. Whoa. I mean, maybe she has something great to say about vampire name. Ooh, Ambrosia. Ooh. <laughs> what if we do Ambrose? I think number, se- Ambrose. number seven on the suggested list of 60 vampire names is Celeste. Ha <laughs> ha! Neat! <laughs> I made it. I made it. The girl's name means heavenly in Latin. That's why it's so ironic. <laah. Yeah, I think I feel like Ambrose would be a good version Ooh, of yeah. Ambrosia. 
Yeah, Ambrose. And then it'd have to be something like Volunteer or something vaguely. Yes. Vaguely. <laughs> so my thought is, I don't know, for, for a lot of these discussions, like my, my brain often goes to the narrative just because you can get the mechanical. Yeah. If you need the mechanical, you can go get it. You can need, you know, D&D Beyond, grab a book, take a look, it's in a book. Do whatever you need. So some of, that's why I usually steer the narrative route. My thought is, what if the players need it? Mm. What if they need the thing it's using? The thing, yeah. Yeah, to try and keep another person, another player, a you know, player character, um, a deity that's fallen. Uh, this is the only way that they can sustain them until they can fix things. Um, but yeah, now they have to do a dealing with this vampire lord. Yeah, because that's that's terrifying. Yes, it's certainly I, I love that idea. It was like a fallen god or something or like a god has been fallen to earth. Right. And yeah. it cannot survive in its mortal form without something like this until it's reinstated. Wow. Yeah. So do we think this guy invented this? Maybe like this was the yeah. magical. So Ambrose made this to sustain themselves. Yeah. Which is always some interesting like Castlevania vibes. Yeah. Because it's like, they're so long lived that eventually their technology is better because like what else? They, yeah, I've studied well, everything. Like yeah. I got bored. Yeah, I know yeah. all about physics. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I became an artificer. I have 20 levels in artificer. Yeah. <laughs> and I, wizard and fighter. Yeah. Sure. I just started putting stuff together. Look at this thing. You know, whatever. I could take the multi-classing XP, but like the thing, but I got nothing but time. Oh, wow. Just killing boars out in the forest. Yep. Love it. Love it. Uh, cool. Where do we think Ambrose lives? Like, where do they keep this? Because they have a big floating orb. So do they have like a big floating ship? Also, if they are clearly there's some artificer magic healing technology. Yeah. Or you know, floating castle. Who's yep. got that castle like motif silhouette in the background? I would say a floating castle. Mechanical floating castle. Cool. And it moves fast enough to stay in darkness. Ooh, so it like chases. Ah, that's cool. So it chases like the sun. That's dope. I love that. Because you could be, I mean, again, now that this person has spent all this time, you wouldn't, in the right places, this is me using what minimum science I think I know. I think in the right places you wouldn't need to move as fast as no. So if it, like at the caps, I yeah, think, of the of the earth, need, yeah, yeah, you would just need to slowly move with the seasons, right? But you wouldn't necessarily need to move quickly with like you know when we see light. Yes. So the adventurers have to go to like you know one of the poles of the earth and yeah. find this flying castle. Oh, so cool! All right, I'm okay. ready. This is my epic level adventure. I'm ready? Yes. Speaking of epic, yes. the next one is, like I said, very opulent. Like, oh, yeah. That perfect color red, like that perfect blood red robe mm -hmm. with all these mm -hmm. golden accents, but also like dark armor accents yeah. as well. And then a terrifying man bat. Yeah. Yeah. So what I really like about this one, this, this new piece of art here is... Yeah, it's like a bat person. So what, like you might expect if you're doing kind of a, almost like a werewolf style vampire, right? Where they have this bipedal form. But 
also their their form is really bulky and furry and they look really strong and kind of ripped which is yeah. not it, it, yeah almost like gargoyle-esque yeah as opposed to that so it's just really cool they look strong i would be scared to like this guy could pick me up like this guy could absolutely oh, pick yeah. up anyone and that you're getting snapped in half oh yeah you yeah. get flown and dropped like there's no oh yeah well and, that's 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 the secondary thing is that the wings are enormous they're as well huge um and just like piercings adornments yeah. hair like enough hair to braid and like it yeah it's it's a good piece of art yeah and i think this gives me like with the jewels and the vibe almost like a half dragon feeling so maybe this is like a half dragon vampire Ooh. right hybrid because this i mean the wings and stuff this is so interesting and the fact that all the gold and stuff gives me like a red dragon you know it looks a lot like the the half dragon art in the D books so yeah maybe this is some kind of yeah, dragon nope. vampire yeah and i can't just i really can't and it looks like they're in a cave so like i can't decide are they a recluse of some sort are they in charge of something because that i mean those are the vibes i yeah. get is mainly just being in charge of something but did they but did the players know yeah because that's my other thought is that they come to find the person who's air quote in charge and then this is what they meet yeah maybe it's just because i've got the van helsing movie on my mind but maybe they do have a cave right nearby and they are trying to make more of these like hatchling dragon mm -hmm. things so yeah. maybe they have a cache of actual dragon eggs uh, and they've stolen and collected them in this cavern and they're trying to do the same kind of transformation to create more of their kind. So because I can totally see this like Lord of whatever, like shape changes during during the night to talk to the party. And it's like, oh, we must find all these evil dragon eggs. Right. So we can take them and get them away out of the land. Oh, yeah. And what he's actually doing with them is making more. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Vampiric half dragon. Yeah, so like a weird hatchery laboratory. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yep. It's booby. Mirthoon. <laughs> There's some Ooh. cool ones on here. Done. Mirthoon. Yeah. Because that's like just enough. You're like, wow, that's cool. Or, oh. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, it, so I don't know where they where they got this from, but the first name means Lord of Death. So that's cool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I have Perfect. no idea what this generator is pulling from, but yeah, Mirthun, Lord of Death. Neat. Oh, and then yeah, you would just assume that like yeah, they're gonna kill or dispose of or mm -hmm. nope, or even raise Turn them to be good. But no, nope, they're taking these evil dragon eggs. So no, the no. party's running around, you know. Getting these, stealing these eggs, thinking they're doing great. And oh boy, they're just making something so much worse. But with that, we have done it. We have done it once again. And if you liked what you heard here, you can certainly review us on Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice or the ultimate paying of Jim Dews here at Diamnastics. Let's just tell a friend that you like the podcast and that they should listen to. And if you want to reach out and tell us about uh, all the cool ways you've used vampires in your games, you can always email us at dmnastics at gmail.com. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Diamnastics, uh, me personally at C. Conowich, and Neil at Jotemoniac. And for everything else on the network, you can visit blockpartypodcastnetwork.com. A huge thank you to the Bards over on Bombarded for our intro and outro music, and you can find more about them at bombardedcast.com. But with that, we'll head to the post-workout cool-down and stretch with the light bulb. Light bulb. Oh, do you, do you hear that? Do you hear that, Celeste? What is that? What is that? Oh, it's wonderful. It's warm, wonderful music um, by a wonderful oh. person. Oh. And you should tell me more because you actually know more. I mean, I've used the, I've used the product multiple times before for a variety of different things. Um, but yes, tell me. Tell me a tale. Yeah. So I wanted to tell everybody today about Tabletop Audio. So Tabletop Audio is a really great website. If you just go and type in Tabletop Audio, it will take you to this site, which this wonderful person has gone ahead and put together... 10 minute like ambient tracks to play during your fantasy games or your sci-fi games or your horror games. He's done so many different genres of games and all of the music is fantastic. He's got pieces that are straight music or just ambiance. So if you want just the sounds of like a, a woodlands, a forest, you got that. If you want forest plus music, he's got that. Uh, and so many different categories. Yeah, I'm just looking at the main levels here. Fantasy, sci-fi, historical, modern, nature, horror, uh, and then just the categories of music. And it's been really, really great. Uh, we've been using Tabletop Audio now. We got a partnership uh, with them for the Venture Mains podcast. So we've been using them on our show and just really, really great stuff. And what's really great is uh, Tabletop Audio has a Patreon. So you can go ahead and subscribe to their Patreon. The tiers are just $1, $5, and $10. And subscribing at any level gets you equal rewards because this person is just making these because they love it and they want to make things accessible. Uh, so you can go in back and they release multiple versions of each track that they offer. So you get uh, access to the multiple versions when you become a Patreon subscriber. So if you don't quite like a certain instrument or the way something ends, or if you want a longer version, chances are just by throwing a couple bucks to them a month, uh, you can get exactly the version you're looking for. And there are hundreds and hundreds of these tracks and they are so very cool. It's, it's good. Sorry, I got distracted by the Patreon. See, it's, gonna, it's nice. Which and we're going to sign up for <laughs> right now. So. Yeah. And what's really cool is each of the tracks have a really evocative piece of art on them. So instantly as you're scrolling through the page, you totally get the feeling of what a piece is going to be without even having to listen to it. Right. Because so great visual clues, great tagging system, great searchable features. I uh, really can't recommend tabletop audio enough to those of you looking for some cool background music for your games. Yeah. The the rewrite of the the different tiers because they're all the same. Yeah. It's just like, well, uh, I sound like a broken record, but you get the same stuff as everybody else. You just have extra money to burn and you feel like these are worth more than two coffees a month. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, Thank very, so. very humble, amazing creator uh, that absolutely deserves your your box and your attention. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there will be a link in the show notes. And who knows? You may hear wonderful music swelling right now. Right? You won't. <laughs> Perfect. But with that, we'll turn out the lights and head out of the gym.
Before we go, I want to implore you, the listener, to join the forums, the Discord, Twitter, and anywhere else you can find us and take part in these challenges, exercises, and other amazing conversations being had. And to do that, head over to dungeonmasters.freeforums.net and try some DM Nastics. So you're pleased to don't ask, do you even know?